the people around the world, this is the teaching. Oh no, here. Oh, where's Casey, you ask? I'm probably chasing waves, making the guys chase me. Chasing some money on the toilet or just not answering my phone. Welcome to the Traveling Mermaid Podcast, where nothing makes sense and I roast the kooks, even though sometimes I am one. Follow along with me on my crazy journey, and I'll see you in the lineup. So, I know you guys have all been waiting for this. What is up, mermaids and mermen? Welcome back to the Traveling Mermaid Podcast. Here's my awesome interview with the only female surf shop owner in Monmouth County. I mean, come on, that's a huge deal. You will absolutely adore her by the end and the obstacles she has overcome to be at this amazing time in her life. Get ready to laugh with us, shed a few tears, and be inspired. You'll also hear her cute, cute dog, Guinness, in the background barking. And I had really bad allergies when I took this video, so I don't have COVID. Don't worry, I was just hacking up a lung from the flowers. Follow along and stay tuned for an awesome shop discount at the end. I know it's almost summer. You guys want to get your wetsuits, your boards ready. I can't wait to bring you guys up to speed next week as I begin my Outer Banks adventures. Get ready. Two years ago, I received a direct message from a surf shop. I was getting good at surfing and just had a huge contest win. The surf shop wanted to be my first ever sponsor. I was so excited since no one ever believed in me except my mom. LOL. I went to the surf shop to talk to the owner, and she had huge plans for me. I signed the contract and have been on their team ever since. Today's guest is an amazing and crazy person who is so full of life and not afraid to be yourself and live her best life. My very first sponsor who saw something in me when I did not, a female surf shop owner who is having a lot of success, the owner of Lucky Dog Surf Shop in Seabright, New Jersey. Please welcome Melissa Dana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm this, so excited. This is kind of a bucket list for me to be on a podcast. So this yes, is this is your first ever? It's my first ever. Oh, yes. oh my gosh. Yay. I want to ask you some serious and relevant questions, but wait till the end. I want to get a little crazy. Sure. So first, how did you get into surfing? We want to hear your backstory. Okay. So I, I took my first surf lesson on a family trip to Hawaii. It was like, you know, a humongous like they're the once in a lifetime kind of family trip. Yeah. You don't take a lot of those. And um and in Hawaii there was this guy at uh at our breakfast, you know, in the restaurant and he was like praying to his food, kinda like very Buddha like. Okay. Definitely some like surfer dude. Um, and my dad was like, You think he can teach you a lesson, Melissa? Like that'd be so cool. <laughs> I was twelve and I was like can you ask him <laughs> and so I took my first lesson with this random dude at the <laughs> restaurant he was like yeah I can teach you it's fine I don't even know if he was a legit instructor or not but I was totally hooked and um basically I was a fair weather surfer after that I got my first Ron John surf oh. shop board yeah that was I got it from Santa Claus uh that year and I I I thought I was the coolest person ever I was like totally hooked um but I was definitely a fair weather surfer, like I said, only surfed in the summertime when my mom could dri- drive into the beach and really didn't my, you know, I didn't ever progress out of that beginner mm-hmm. stage until, oh, <laughs> so I didn't really progress as a surfer, um, until I, uh, until I was in my twenties, I, after, okay, so I got to back up here, I guess. Okay. Um, <laughs> so 
you know, I was really, really into theater. Um, so this is at a, you know, left field here. I was really into theater. I wanted to be a professional actress on Broadway. Musical theater was my, was my calling. And, um, you know, I love surfing, but didn't feel like I had any kind of, you know, future in that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't, I wasn't a super shredder or anything. I just really (laughs) liked the vibe and surf shops and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, so after college, I went to Boston University and I actually studied education, but I did musical theater, you know, as a minor and in, um, you know, at, at the extracurricular side of things. And I moved to New York City after college because I was like, I'm going to be a Broadway star. <laughs> and I, I did OK, but I, I, I never got to bro- I never got on Broadway, I got really close a few times. But I did a couple of like regional theater shows, got paid for it. I felt like I was, you know, a paid actress. I, I was like, I did it. Mm-hmm. But I hate living in New York City. It's horrible. So I decided I'm going to start start teaching. Um, that's what I got my degree in. So I came back to New Jersey, where I'm from, and I could not get a teaching job. I applied everywhere, and I was like, what the hell am I going to do? I... I had I had no prospects. I had mm-hmm. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have a place to to live because my parents had recently like they moved out of New Jersey, and I was like, "What am I doing here? I'm <laughs> staying at my grandparents' house." It was just I was I I, I was lost, lost yeah. totally lost. Um, and you know the teaching job wasn't coming about. So I knew they needed teachers in Hawaii, and I was like, "Oh my God, Blue Crush is my favorite." <laughs> favorite movie i could live my blue crush dreams i have nothing holding nothing tying me down to 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 live here and so i i went on craigslist (laughs) (laughs) and was trying to find a place to live and i found these two girls who ended up being crazy i had to move out but that's a whole nother story (laughs) they the one girl was on steroids and like i was terrified of her she was so scary but found these what assumed to be nice girls on craigslist (laughs) and of course craigslist (laughs) and i was like hey can i live with you i'm gonna be a teacher out there and and they're like yeah sure so i bought a ticket and i left the next week to hawaii packed up everything and moved to hawaii and it was in on Kauai. and within two weeks i also got a teaching job there so i was teaching like remedial english (laughs) and uh at the at the school at the middle school there and i made it a point because i was like i'm not i'm going to become an amazing surf i'm that's my goal i'm going to surf every day it's freaking beautiful here it's gorgeous like the water's warm i'm gonna surf every day and i pretty much did that i mean i went out every it it, sometimes it was crap and i would still paddle around and people like what the hell is this girl doing i'm like this is it was like therapeutic you know that's what it takes to get good I feel like every day in all conditions even if it's shitty you have to yeah Yeah. and you you, and and if you only surf in the summer or you only surf when it's like nice it's you're not gonna get better yeah Yeah. and like you know I always think of Kelly Slater who you know grew up in Florida surfing little waves and look at him now that's why he's so good I think because he had to learn how to surf crappy waves and now that he's on big waves he's so good same with Caroline Marks yeah like they they had to they just went out every day and if you can surf the little waves really well the big waves are actually easier because you have more space to work with so I finally I progressed out of that beginner stage I was surfing all different sized waves and um 
you know, working with the reef and stuff. And I, I just became much a more comfortable, you know, mm. and more knowledgeable surfer. Did you ever surf really big Kauai? Um, well, <laughs> I thought it was really big. I'm sure, I'm sure it wasn't that yeah. big now, but, um, yeah, I actually started. So this is crazy. I was in Hanalei Bay. Oh my god! And I didn't, I didn't have like a lot, a lot of close, close friends there. So you yeah. know, I'd go out a lot of times by myself. And I went paddled out in Hanalei Bay. And if you've ever been to Hanalei Bay, it is almost like it's a half mile paddle out. Like Damn. it is far, at least a half mile paddle out. And um, so it is way out there. The reef is really far out and you know there's sharks it's very it's kind of intimidating yeah and it was pretty it was pretty massive that day and i'm i'm paddling over in like the channel and i see this guy and i'm like whoa he was ripped and like (laughs) he was like like his muscles it was just a massive man but like beautiful tan blonde hair blue eyes and he's on a paddle board and i'm like and i've never seen like in new jersey i don't ever see good paddle boarders (laughs) i'm like those are just like old men that used to surf and now i can't (laughs) yeah those damn paddles every time i see a supper i'm like "Mm, damn it but this guy this this guy i was like no way is he gonna paddle into that no way no way holy like it was huge he paddles in and he just like glides down the line and i'm i'm like paddling right over that wave into uh, like over that wave and he's coming right past me and i'm like dude i couldn't help myself i was like dude that was so (laughs) sick and he was like yeah yeah that was an awesome wave you having fun and i'm like yeah it's so much fun thanks (laughs) he was so nice and i was sorry my voice gets really high when i get excited i love it so i'm sorry everyone (laughs) but um but yeah this guy he was he was like a god i thought it was he looked like hercules and then this girl paddles you know next to me and she's like did you just talk to him i'm like yeah he's so nice and she's like do you know who that is and i was like no she's like it's laird hamilton (gasps) oh my gosh yeah i was like and I didn't know who he was. So you were just thought it was some <laughs> random guy, and you're like, "Hey, I like, what's up?" I was like, Blair, but I know. I, even after she said his name, that's how clueless I was about oh my like God. famous surfers. Bay. Yeah, I had no idea. Like I was totally out of the surf scene. I had no idea who anyone was. Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, is he really good or something?" And she's like, "He's like a big wave surfer. He's a mate. He's famous. He's in all the movies." And I was like, "Oh." okay cool i looked him up i'm like oh my god <laughs> he talked to me i saw his body in real life <laughs> like i felt like really like privileged to see that man like in real he's he is something oh <laughs> I mean, he's older now but he was <laughs> but he is he still is he's he is good looking um so yeah that so i did did uh catch some bigger waves mm. in Hawaii. Did I did I look good doing it? I don't know. I didn't have any, you know, <laughs> anyone letting me know. But but definitely I definitely got better and uh, I got really into longboarding. So mm. when I got back to New Jersey, I so eventually I moved back to New Jersey mm-hmm. and uh I I brought my longboard with me. I actually bought this board at a board swap i went to go sell all my boards because i was moving back i ended up buying more <laughs> boards oh sorry <laughs> guinness so i moved back to new jersey um and i was like all right i'm ready to you know find an- another teaching job here and i really thought it would be more simple because i had just been teaching for a year and and had my own classroom so i had experience yeah. under my belt and i have i have a 
a degree from a really good school and I have three licenses to teach to, to teach yeah. middle school, high school and elementary school in three states, Hawaii, Massachusetts and New Jersey. So I was like, all right, I should be a Got really a qualified yeah. applicant. I applied to 60 different schools all oh over the place, like for all different, you know, whatever they needed. I was applying for everything and I didn't get a single interview. Oh my God. And I was like, what, what do I do? And I was, so my parents had just bought this house in, um, Seabright, New Jersey. They weren't really living there. They were, um, going to move in there later. So I was living there alone and not, I didn't have a job. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have any friends in the area. And so I was you're back to where you were before you went to Hawaii. Exactly. And I was feeling like loads of regret yeah. and I really sunk into a, like a, a deep depression and I am not usually that kind of like, yeah, you're I, so happy all the I'm time. pretty bubbly usually. And like, but I could every day I was, it was hard to like I would sit in the bathroom. Like I don't know why I ended up in the bathroom. I think I just was like couldn't <laughs> couldn't get past like brushing my teeth. Yeah. I would like sit there and just like stare at myself and cry and like feel bad for myself because I didn't know what to do. And uh, it was it was a really bad cycle, and that lasted for like maybe three months or so. And I my my mom came to visit and she was like, "Whoa, I've." you need help. Like I also was the gaining weight a lot. Like I, you know, the, yeah. all the things and that you're make like you the most healthy person now, I feel like <laughs> Thank surfing you. all the time. So. But it, it's, it's because it's because my mind is healthy too. Yeah. You know? Like you, yeah. But I, but I was so unhealthy. Like I couldn't stop eating because I didn't know what to do with myself. And yeah. it was just like a horrible, horrible cycle. Like everything that makes you feel insecure that, mm -hmm. that, that, that's what I was feeling. So, um, my mom came to visit, like I said, and she was like, I'm going to, I'm going to get you with a, an appointment with a therapist. And I was like, thank you. I actually needed that. Like, I need somebody to do that for me. Yeah. And sometimes you just need someone that comes into your life and is like, Hey, you need help. And you're like, yeah, I do. Just thank like, you for noticing. Yeah. yeah. Because I was like, I don't know what to do with myself. Yeah. And like, I don't even have the energy to look up a therapist and like, I don't even know how to go about that. Cause I'm so depressed. Yeah. So my my mom, uh, oh, and I was substitute teaching, and that was life-sucking, let me tell you. <laughs> I have so much respect for substitute teachers. Like, my voice is really squeaky. Those kids ate me a lot. <laughs> oh like, I had come from a real teaching job, too. Like, those kids respected me because I had my own classroom. Yeah. But the substitute teacher, Yeah, I kids mean, ripped them apart. I mean, I would come home, and I'd be like... <laughs> This fourth grader made me cry today. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was horrible. It was horrible. So, yeah. So I, I, I got, I went to therapy. Um, and this woman was a godsend. I mean, she was like, it was like a therapist slash slash life coach. Okay. And she was like, Melissa, what what makes you really happy? And I was like, well, I love theater. Like, you know, but I don't want to do that professionally anymore it's like you know it's not sustainable for me yeah and she was like what else makes you happy I was like well I love surfing I like it that when I'm when I am in the water on my board I am like blissful you yeah. know but but I, I was like I suck <laughs> <laughs> so I can't be a professional surfer like that's that dreams out the window I'm a little old now because at this point I'm like 26 okay. and um so becoming a professional surfer at 26 would be kind of tough <laughs> but 
but she was like, well, why, what else can you do in the surfing realm that you can do mm-hmm. professionally? Like, what if teaching doesn't work out? And I couldn't even fathom that. I'm like, I, that's what I got my degree in. Like, yeah. how could I not be a teacher? You spent so much time trying yeah. to be a teacher. Yeah, and like, BU is expensive. I yeah. felt horrible not pursuing that. Like, yeah. you know, so uh, uh, I was like, I, I don't know how. I thought about opening a surf shop, like, you know, that in my town, the surf shop there had closed. And I always thought of the potential, you know, that, 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 that location that where the surf shop was, I thought it had so much potential. And I was like, oh, if I did this, I feel like I could do a good job, but I don't know anything about running a business or retail. Yeah. I like didn't even, I never had a job like that. Never had to use a cash register before. <laughs> like I was always a camp counselor or <laughs> a waitress or, you know, something like that. So I thought, oh, like I, I have no idea how to how to do yeah. this. She was like, nobody knows how to, no one knows how to start a business. She was like, you just got to do it. You just got to start doing it, which I'm sure you now yeah. know, like starting your business here as a traveling mermaid, which yeah. I'm so impressed with. Thank you. Um, it's hard. You it's don't hard. know what the hell you're doing. You don't doing. know what you're doing, but you just have to start doing it. Yeah. And then you, you, you just know, figure it out and yeah. people help you along the way. You figure it out. <laughs> exactly. So, so I, I basically, I went home and I called, um, I called my dad and I was like, so I think I want to open a surf shop. And he was like, Melissa, first you want to be an actress. <laughs> then <laughs> he's like, then you want to, then you want to be a teacher. Then you move out to Hawaii. Then you come back and you're trying to be like, he's like, this is can't opening a business is expensive. You cannot just like do this on a whim. You have to yeah. be really invested. I was like, you know, this is me coming out of this depression. I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I am so like, I need something to work on. And I feel like this I love surfing and I love the culture and surf shops. I feel like, I feel like I can really do a good job at this. And he was like, all right, to start a business, you need a business plan. And then we got to go to the bank and get a loan. And I was like, okay. Like, so I, I met with all of these people, like family friends that Mm. are business people. And, um, I just asked them like, how do I make a business plan? And, there was an ex-boyfriend who helped uh, at that point I had met somebody and there's always an ex-boyfriend. Yeah, he, he did help. I don't want to, I feel bad not mentioning him, but <laughs> he and I did not work out. He was, he was weird. Um, but he did help. So I think everyone comes in your life for a reason yeah, for sure. and he did help. Uh, he, you know, he helped with, with a business plan. And, um, so I made this business plan and I worked like, non-stop on this like I couldn't I couldn't stop thinking about it I stopped eating so much I only ate when I was hungry because <laughs> because I was finally like my Doing mind was my mind was working and I was excited about something I was pa- yeah I was so passionate about this um and so I I found a location where I wanted to operate I went to the surf expo in Florida and started meeting with all different brands. And, you know, I didn't, I'm not one of those like hip hipster girls or anything like that. And I'm not very fashionable. So (laughs) I mean, all I knew was like, okay, Billabong is a big one. (laughs) (laughs) O'Neal, Roxy. And like, I was like, those are the brands I recognize. So I went to them first in the, uh, the only one that would meet with me was O'Neal. And they were like, 
yeah, like we'll we'll sign you sign like you know, we'll we'll sign you on with us, but we're not gonna like help you. Like the mm-hmm. guy, the rep was like, I'm not here to teach you how to do this. And oh my god! Yeah, he that's said that's scary. To me. Now he's like all buddy buddy with me because I make him a lot of money, but. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he was like, I'm not going to teach you how to do this. And I was like, because I was asking him questions like, wait, how do I order this? And he's like, oh. he was getting so fresh with me. <laughs> but so, so I finally got. But I got you a, didn't have the surf shop set up. I yet. didn't have it set up. I had an LLC made though. Okay. It took me like a month to come up with the name. Lucky. It, I went through lots of stupid And how did names. you come up with Lucky Dog? So, oh my God, you should have heard the other names. Like <laughs> it was rough. Like. What was it? Duana surf shop. <laughs> so I was trying to do like a, a like oh, that was a stupid one. But I was trying to do like a what are you doing, Dennis? <laughs> he's biting oh, he's trying to get his toy. Um I was trying to come up with a with a name that you know, was like meant something to me mm-hmm. or like was female empowered, but like no one had to know, you know? Yeah. Like like so guys would also so, wear it but yeah. they wouldn't even know what it meant. <laughs> and but and then I wanted it to be like super hardcore so i was like nj barrel i was like that's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) i even had a logo made with that yeah that was so so lame so i uh so i came up with lucky dog because i had a dog named lucky growing up and he lived for 17 years so my my entire youth yeah like from first grade until senior year of college i had him and um yeah he he was a lucky dog and so i you know, I love dogs and I was like, I really want something with a cool logo, like something that like not just surfers would want to wear because I, mm-hmm. I want to make money. Like I yeah. want people to actually come in and like like the like the clothes I'm selling that have my logo yeah, on it. Yeah, of course. And, you know, some some non surfers might not want to wear like a shirt that says NJ Barrel. I don't know what the <laughs> hell that means. Yeah. So 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 I was like, oh, what if I named it after my dog, Lucky Aww, Dog? Oh, I love that. Yeah, Lucky Dog Surf Co. And then, you know, you know, so I've gotten some backlash. Like, you know, a couple, like, kind of, like, douchey bros were like, Lucky Dog is so stupid. That's so lame. Like, what kind of guy's going to wear a shirt with Lucky Dog? Well, I'll tell you, sir, lots of freaking guys yeah, wear Lucky Dog. Yeah, everyone wears Lucky Dog. Every, you know, it is it is our best-selling item. And anything with Lucky Dog on it sells yeah. so well. Because, you know, not... It, although it's a surf brand it is you know a brand that people who just like you know have dogs or like dogs yeah. or just are cool people because only people who don't like dogs don't need to come into my store <laughs> I love like that. you know like i feel like everyone loves dogs too yeah there are some of those weird outliers but like yeah i don't need <laughs> yeah. those people yeah you don't, you don't need their money <laughs> <laughs> so yeah lucky dog surf co was was born and um yeah so i basically so I went to the Surf Expo, got the brands. I had the LLC made, Lucky Dog Surf Co. And um, had the logo made. I had business cards. And then we went, um, I needed money to buy all, like to get the rent for the for the building yeah. and for the all the uh, merchandise I was selling, the inventory. So I went, um, I didn't have any possession. So to get a loan at a bank, you need to have collateral um and i didn't have any i didn't even own my car i didn't own anything <laughs> i was like i have some i have a bike <laughs> um but and i didn't even own my, that bike was a gift i didn't even buy it so <laughs> so yeah i was like i don't have any money <laughs> and i have nothing to stand on so luckily like you know i always think about this for people who don't come from a family that has you know means like my luckily my parents are you know 
have money and were able and have assets and they were yeah. able to come with me to the bank and they co-signed my my lease my uh, sorry my loan with me and I always think about that like if, that, if I didn't have them to co-sign my loan I don't know how I would have I've ever been able to open this I yeah. always think about that I am really privileged in that way that I was able to have my parents you know co-sign this that's, because or yeah, else I wouldn't awesome. have had I wouldn't have had the, the money to do it yeah so I got the loan and um we were we were on I you know started ordering stuff and with so this was all in a three and a half month period I opened wow. the store that's yeah. really fast yeah I went to the therapist in November and December I decided to open the shop oh my gosh <laughs> and by by April we were open I love that. So yeah, and it was this lo- the location. This is the right. Lo- the first one ever. Yes, perfect. Two thousand seventeen. Yes, it is right across the street from the public beach. So, um, it is a great location. And Seabright really wasn't on the map for yeah. like tourism at all until I think the last two years. Really, yeah. it took off. So I kind of got in at the right time. I think, um, and. You should have seen the store when I first opened. I mean, it was pretty pathetic. I can't believe we got through the first year. Uh, Cause I had no idea how to open the, I didn't have any idea how to do the register. Like <laughs> no idea. There was so much money in the register because the lady at the bank just gave me like $1,200 <laughs> and I put it all in the register. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know. That's you're supposed so to, funny. I didn't know you're supposed to count it every night and like only keep like $300 in the register <laughs> at a time. I had no idea what I was doing. Like zero. <laughs> and the, the shop was so minimal like I had nothing in here because I didn't I didn't like spending like I think I spent 80 grand on merchandise that's not a lot like $80,000 is not enough to like fill the size of the store I had but I had no idea what I was doing so I was like this is a lot of money that's all I'm gonna spend (laughs) let's see if I suck you know let's see if this goes anywhere and um but what I've learned now like my biggest tip to people who are trying to trying to open a business is you have to spend money to make money. You have so to. True. Yeah. Or else if you don't, if you don't, you know, put it all out there, not all of it, be careful, but you know, if you don't put it out there. You can't, you don't have any return. Like, yeah. you know, so you have to really spend money. And you know, if I only spent $80,000, I could, my, the most money I could make in the store that year was $160,000. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's only an $80,000 profit, but it's not, you know, then you have to yeah. use all of that profit and then buy more inventory. <laughs> so it's really a cycle. It's yeah. really hard to get out of that. Like, you know, to make enough money. to actually make money How to live it, off of right away. Did it take off or did it no. take a while? Did you, what type of work did you do I, to make it grow? I feel like the only people that came in the store was my family at first. And like the whole year I was like, <laughs> they literally so bought <laughs> my aunts and uncles my my grandparents <laughs> little family store <laughs> yeah I was like thank you guys for coming in again um but it I mean I was really supported uh from the beginning the town was very supportive of me um and you know like a lot of pe- people continued to come in even though there wasn't a lot in here they still gave yeah. me the chance and they kept coming in to see like you know how it would progress and um, it really, it didn't, I didn't start actually being able to pay myself until, to, until, uh, year three. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> and now I feel like even, I feel like I started coming in here more like the last two years and even in the last 
three months, it's filled up even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, in, especially in the winter time, we don't carry as many things because it's a little slower, but, but which is why it, like it looks more full within three months. But, but yeah, it's, I've, I've learned that, you know, I have to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. People. Of course. Yeah. Or else, you know, what people are going to, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're going to go somewhere else. So I have to, I have to have enough inventory. How has COVID impacted your sales? And then when did you start your um, your surf camp too? Was that in the beginning or? Yeah. So, okay. So I guess I'll talk about COVID first. And then. Okay. So um, COVID was pretty scary because I, you know, they told us we had to shut down. But instead of, you know, I don't do well when I don't have a lot to do. Like I said, I kind of. <laughs> You're I need, like me. I need to be doing I things need, all the time. Yeah, constant. Like I need, I, or, or else I get. I think too much yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I eat too much, but, uh, so, um, when they told us to shut down, I was like, I can't, I can't just sit home. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. So I went into the store and we, um, you know, I had to tell all my employees like they couldn't, couldn't work, um, at that point because yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was just like at the store doing my Instagram pictures, <laughs> like posting on Instagram. Yeah. And I was like, I am here and I will deliver it to your house. <laughs> I love that. And people were so into it. Like yeah. it became, I, I worked so much harder during COVID than like, than if I was actually open because I was, I was personal shopping for every single person yeah. I called and lots of people were calling. Cause no one else had anything to do no. except virtual shop so people were virtual shopping and then i would get in my car i was making like 10 deliveries a day and then i i had to recruit my mom and my mom started delivering (laughs) we would split it up um and we would do deliveries that way and then people were just buying surfboards via instagram and like i was like what is happening and i was like I had to, I called one of my employees. I was like, you have to come back. I am dying. I can't talk to another person on the phone. I'm going crazy. These people are so needy. They're like, like, do you have that in another color? I'm like, yes, hold on, hold on. Let me go get Here's this picture in another color. Like, it'd be really a lot easier if we just FaceTimed. No, I'm okay. Just keep taking pictures. I'm like, okay. Please FaceTime me. Please, this will be so much easier if you FaceTime me. But, but yeah, so I had my other employee came back and we were just like hustling. And then I ended up, I hired all these other, all these other employees and I was like, I had them all come back by, by May. And we were, I was set up a, I set up a table outside with a tent and, um, I had, I just put all like the tchotchkes out there and random crap and <laughs> let people who were walking by like shop off that. And then if they were, we were like, we have a whole store inside. What do you want? We'll go get stuff for yeah. you. So we just ran in and out of the store oh with a bunch with all of our crap. And we're like, you want people would be like, oh, do you have that? But like in a size large. And I'm like, yep, hold on. We should told me your size before. <laughs> and so I run. But but we actually didn't lose money in those months that we were closed. We That's were awesome. Quote unquote closed. Um, because I got a little creative, which I was very proud of. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and we so we. We broke, you know, we broke even, I guess. We didn't lose money. Um, But then once we opened, oh, my gosh. People were, like, amped to go into a store and, like, spend all of their COVID money. <laughs> they were like, I'm so rich. I got $1,200. Yes. I'm going to spend it on a new boy. So I was, like, go and surfing also. Great, great socially distant yeah. activity. So Everyone every- wanted to be a pro surfer. Oh, my God. Everybody. <laughs> so and going off of that, like our surf camp exploded. We're turning people away. Like 
sold out, you know, we had never sold out. Usually I was, I was, you know, uh, trying to advertise, you know, the week before the day before we still have, we still have a couple spots left, Come on! <laughs> but we were sold out by, um, I guess by April we were sold oh out or gosh. May. And this year we sold out in February. Uh, and you're sold out right now. We're sold out. Yeah. Oh totally my sold out. And the, uh, it's crazy that like we're getting so many calls because we, they were like, what do you mean your surf camp sold out? I was like, I don't know it, but it is like, <laughs> And, the, uh, you know, I think we've gotten a re- we have a really good reputation as a surf camp. Yeah. And so we're super lucky. I'm super excited. That's about, awesome. Yeah, it's really grown. And it's um, a great like if COVID sport, too. If you it's great. We didn't have a single case of COVID last year. Not going, not going. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it went it went awesome. That's awesome. Are you still able to travel? I know that you obviously love travel. You went to Hawaii with while running this business and was it different in the beginning? Did you have to stay local? So, um, so basically my first year open, I stayed pretty, I was pretty much tied down to the shop. Once you have like a brick and mortar store, you know, you have your hours and you have to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't, I didn't have money to pay employees. So I was there all the time. So it was pretty, and I didn't have a lot of money. So yeah. it was tough to travel, but I found Puerto Rico was, um, like so easy to get to and the um the guy I was dating at the time what kept you know it kept going and I was like I'm gonna go with you I'm gonna go and I finally mm-hmm. got there and I was like oh this is so easy and I yeah. kind of had like a, a, a someone to guide me where to go so I started going to Puerto Rico a lot and I I really enjoy it there um and I realized you know my first year I was open in January so that's right after Christmas and nobody comes shopping after Christmas. <laughs> they just want to return stuff. And I was like, screw this. I'm never staying open. <laughs> Not taking returns. <laughs> in January again. So I decided from, from like my second year on that I would take the whole month of January off because honestly I can make the same amount of money in the whole month of January as I do in one day in July. Oh my gosh. Yeah. July is very busy. So I just like, screw that i'm just gonna go real ham my life and travel <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go real ham when i'm busy and 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 in the, in the winter i can take a take a real break so i spent a month in puerto rico this year i went to um costa rica i know you just were there um that's awesome i went to costa rica for two weeks and i hired a like a uh a coach a surf coach and got that's so cool I didn't got like 1300 pictures and videos oh my gosh and and they took, they drove us everywhere. Totally worth all of the money. It's called um, Be Fit Retreat. He was great. Um, Do you think it improved your surfing too? Oh my gosh, having a coach yeah. is essential. And seeing yourself, you're like, oh shit, I look yeah, like that. I look like garbage. <laughs> That's it is. Me every time. It is the most humbling experience yeah. to get to be videotaped. And then you're like, oh, man, that felt so good. That felt so <laughs> yeah. good. And you look at yourself, and you're like, it looks like you're taking a. Yeah, your arms are flying in the air. And you're like squatting over, like you like you look disgusting. <laughs> oh, and you're like, oh, did you see that turn? And you like move just like your arms. <laughs> that happens to me a lot. <laughs> do you see all that spray? There's like a little see inch that. of spray. Dude, did you just get soaked? <laughs> that was me. Like, no, no, I didn't. Um, but 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 yeah, that that it was very helpful having a coach extremely helpful and um and just the video analysis if you can get video analysis of yourself if you want to really improve get a coach and ask them to do video analysis on you yeah 
Um, tell us about your injury with your eye and the whole story with that. So, um, this was two years ago. It was actually wow. two years ago in April. Uh, it is April. So April 15th. Um, I was surfing in Hathaway, which is, you know, a, be- a beach around here. And it was super windy that day. It wasn't a big day. It was probably like, um, three to four plus, you know, okay. but it was super, super windy. And I was on my favorite board, um, having an amazing time. All my, <laughs> all my friends were like, uh, we're going to get out. And I was like, I got out with them. And I was like, you guys I have to go out for one more. <laughs> you guys, that is the famous last words. Yeah. I, every, I don't ever do that. I don't do that anymore. I don't say that anymore when I, either. When I get out, I get out. That's it. I don't go back in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went out for one more wave. Um, and I see this girl out there who I, you know, there's not a lot of girls my age you know y- yeah. your age a little bit more and now with the younger i don't see anyone your age at all you are th- the only girl i know that around here that serves and just for you listeners i'm a really young 30 year olds but you look like you're like 23 uh, oh, okay you. <laughs> you too. I I thought like, what you are you gonna were, say i thought you were you 24 look like a, <laughs> you look like a ripe 27 <laughs> but but, um, so I saw this other girl out there and, you know, it, it was still cold that year. Um, so we were in a hooded suit and, um, I see this girl. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, hi. Like what? I was so obnoxious. Like, what's up? Like, where are you from? She's like, I'm from Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> she has an accent. Um, and I was like, oh, cool. And so then I went to, I paddled away and I went to catch a wave. I went left and I remember seeing the jetty and I love going left cause I'm goofy footed and I wiped out nothing, mm-hmm. no big deal. And I went to pop up out of the, out of the surf and my board had must caught the wind. I'm not sure what happened exactly. I think yeah. because it was so windy, you ever see like boards just pop up straight in the air yeah. and like fly around and like slam the water. Yeah. So either that happened or the wave behind me, cause it was like wave after wave after yeah. wave. What like just my board was on the white water and it pounded into my head. Okay. Not sure what, which, which the two happened yeah. because my fin, it felt like, um, someone took a baseball bat with, with a knife on it. Cause my, you know, oh. fins are sharp. Yeah. So someone took a baseball bat with, a, with a knife and swung as hard as they could oh my into gosh. my head. I mean, it, I screamed I've never screamed like that before in such pain. I it, it went right. It was on my left eye, right above my left eye on my eyebrow line. So it didn't actually hit my eyeball. It hit the the socket around your eyeball, like right or the eyebrow oh is. And I I remember I couldn't see right away. I couldn't see anything in in that eye. Like I noticed that it was like I couldn't see like I could see with my other eye but bare- barely yeah. and were you I was, still in a lot of pain I oh yeah I was I was screaming I couldn't stop screaming oh I, I it was really I was like out of body screaming yeah. and um and I was still I was still conscious but my I I remember thinking oh I think my eyeball popped out because I saw I could like when I went when I went to try and feel my head like yeah. I saw blood but the waves were pounding and pounding and pounding oh on gosh. me and my board is flying everywhere and for because the I got hit so hard in the head I couldn't move my body. Yeah. So like I think I must have brushed my head once with my hand and saw the blood and then all of a sudden my body went into shock and I'm 
I was trying to swim and yeah. I, it was too deep to swim. I, I, I couldn't move my feet. I couldn't oh move gosh. my hands. And, and you're in I, a five mil too. I'm in my five mil. Oh my, my board God. is flailing around and I was screaming, screaming, screaming. And I see people walking on the beach. They don't even hear me because it's so windy. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, I actually was looking for my, like I, all I could do, I was looking for my eyeball in the water because I oh thought my, my eyeball popped out of my head. So I, I was like screaming, looking for my eyeball. I was like, I think I'm going to drown because I can't move. I, I remember thinking, I was like, oh, I think this, I might be drowning. And I'm like going under the water and I, I, I hear someone kind of com- coming up next to me on my right side. And I, uh, and she's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And it was that girl that I had oh just gosh. said hi to, like maybe, you know, I don't know, a couple minutes earlier. Yeah. But I mean, I was, I was drowning. I, I was far, far enough out and getting pounded and my body. Were you close to the jetty too? Not close to the jetty, no. But okay. that was the last thing I remember seeing with, I just yeah. always think about that because it's the last thing I ever saw with that eye. Yeah. When I got to the, she, this girl, her name's Priscilla. I didn't know her. This is why you never surf alone. Even if you don't know people, like just make sure there's people around because if this, if this girl wasn't there, like if she just so happened to take the next wave in or yeah. like, you know, one of the waves after me, I, you, no one would have seen me yeah. and I would have drowned. I was, I was so, so close to drowning and she had to carry me in. I was still conscious when she was carrying me. But, like, she had to swim with me. And I was heavy. Like, we're probably, me and her are the same size. Yeah. Like, I don't know how she did it. Like, oh adrenaline. She unhooked her board because the waves were pounding, pounding, pounding. Like, there was no way to get me and my board. So, she, I think she unhooked her board or maybe she tried to use her board to get me in. But it was, the yeah. waves were just so, and the wind was so bad. So, she was carrying me in and then she was yelling for help on the beach. I must have looked, like, really bad. <laughs> Because everyone was freaking out. Because um, I was still conscious, but I yeah. apparently I wasn't. I wasn't communic. I couldn't talk, and I oh couldn't move. So they, I was. They were dragging me to the beach, but I, I could hear them, and yeah. they were like, uh, you know, she, Priscilla kept saying, "You're okay. Your eyes gonna be okay. Your eyes gonna be okay." I was like, I, I, I couldn't speak, and I, yeah. I was. I remember thinking I was saying like, "I can't see. Like, can't see anything." Yeah, but I. Um, it took it took a half hour for the ambulance to get there. I, oh my gosh! I, yeah, I tried to I tried to um, kind of press charges against them, but they that is because I've never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah, took a half an hour for them to get there, and they were so rough with me. It was kind of an awful experience. They had to they also had to cut my my wetsuit oh. off. It was brand new. <laughs> there goes three hundred dollars. My favorite bikini that I was wearing underneath it, but. Um, they, they didn't know what to do with me. And the first time I realized I wasn't paralyzed because at first I thought, I really thought I was paralyzed. Yeah. Um, I was in the ambulance and they didn't know how to get the wetsuit off. They had no idea what the hell it was. And so I made a scissor sign with my, oh my with my hand. And I was like, and it's the, the girl in the ambulance was like, I think she's saying to cut it off. Cause I was shivering. It was freezing. Is it? They took so long yeah. to get there and it was so windy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Being so cold. bad. Yeah. I was freezing and I got to the hospital and, and you still weren't talking, but you still could, wasn't like, talking. You were thinking and stuff. I could hear them. Yeah. And then got to the hospital and I think I like, um, I went kind of, I don't know, not unconscious, but I, I fell asleep, I guess. I don't yeah. know. I, when they were doing like all the MRIs and CAT scans and stuff and not once did anyone ha- bring in an eye doctor at the hospital. 
because they didn't think I was blind because it didn't hit my eye. It only hit my eyebrow. But I have like a super, super rare injury. Um, I I just remember that the doc, the emergency room doctor, you know, my face was super, super swollen. Like it was so gross looking. Yeah. Um, I saw the picture. That's crazy. Yeah. Like when Harry Potter, like when they do that thing to his face, you know, and he's like all disfigured looking, I look like that, but worse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So they, yeah, they, um, the doctor opened up my eyelid because it was swollen shut and he was like, okay, how many fingers am I holding up? And I was like, is my eyelid open? And he was like, it's, yes, it's open. It's open. Do you see? And he realized he was like, you don't see my fingers. And I was like, can you turn on the lights maybe? And he was like, the lights are on, sweetheart. The lights are on. And I was like, well, yeah, I know the lights are on because my other eye can see, but I was like, I can't. He's all, he had me cover my other eye and he, and he was like, what do you see? And I was like, it's black. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It makes me sad still. Oh my gosh. But, um, yeah, it's, it's blind. <laughs> Sorry. Aww. Um, but yeah, so they told me I was blind in that eye and, um, it's a super rare injury. I finally saw an eye doctor eight hours later. Well, just so you know, it doesn't look like you can't Thank tell God, at right? all. I thought I was, was going to have a lazy eye. Was it slit open there? It was all open here. You can't even tell. Like, I, I don't even oh, see a so scar. The first, oh, yeah, wait. So the first time I spoke <laughs> at the hospital, the, uh, the emergency <laughs> room doctor was like, I'm just going to stitch you up real quick. Can you hear me? I'm just going to stitch you up. And I was like, plastic surgeon. Because <laughs> I knew I had you a cut on my face. I knew I had a cut on my face. And I was like, hell no. Are you going to touch me with that needle? You're like going to rush it. I was like, let me lie here with this open wound until I get a plastic surgeon. So that, he was like, he, I remember the emergency room doctor was laughing because he was like, he was like, okay, she, she's, she can talk. Yeah. So that was the first. So did they was, wait and then get someone else to do it? Uh, yeah. So I sat there for hours with an open <laughs> wound on my face. But it looks, it's all for the looks. Yeah. I have, like, what else am I good for? No, I'm just kidding. I, but yeah, I didn't want to be all like have a big scar yeah. on my face. Was it big? The, um, yeah, it was probably, um, maybe two inches I mean, it, there was a lot of stitches yeah uh, like a two inch two inches on my face at least at least two inches maybe three inches i don't know but yeah it was it was pretty big gash it was open wide like oh my gosh. bone out um and uh but yeah the uh what was i gonna say plastic surgeon yeah the the i do- oh so so the injury itself is um it's they're not sure exactly why this happened and it's really really rare for it to happen but if you get hit hard enough in the head it can sever the optic nerve from your brain or the other thing that it could do so they're not sure if it was severed or if it was suffocated so if you're if there's enough swelling in the brain um you know behind your eye then it can it can cause like the blood flow will stop Mm -hmm. and then you'll lose sight forever and one of the two happened. They're not sure if it was mm. severed from the blow to the head or yeah. so it's so, so rare for that to happen. Like you see people get punched all the time in yeah. boxing. Like they're, they're getting the punch so hard. They're, they're in getting the knocked eye. out. Yeah. They're getting right in the face and they, you know, you don't see, so it's a really rare injury. Yeah. 
um lucky me yeah, of yeah, course so. <laughs> okay, yeah and um but luckily though honestly like it could have been you know they it could have gashed me right in the eyeball and yeah. luck you know and that i would have had to get in my eye removed completely yeah. and i would have looked completely different yeah. luck you know it took took months and months and months for my face to kind of look normal um it stayed swollen for a while it stayed swollen a long time but my the issue was there was so much damage to my so my whole face was broken the the all the bones on the left side of my face were broken my nose was broken my the eye socket was broken my cheek was broken Mm -hmm. but luckily it wasn't like it, it healed itself i didn't have to get surgery um but yeah, like because all those bones were broken and there was so much damage to the cartilage and like the stuff that's in your eye socket, my eye was so sunken that, and my eye lid was so damaged that it wasn't opening all the way. So it took, so my eyelid still closes sometimes when I'm really tired. Um, like, and I don't even know it's closed because I yeah. can't see. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I'll I'll go to the bathroom or something. I look in the mirror. I'm like, oh shoot, I must be so tired. <laughs> I look wasted because <laughs> my eyelid is like totally shut, <laughs> and I don't even know. I don't even know it because I can't. I can't see anything. So. But it looks completely normal. Like you would never know. Like I I saw. notice it because uh because I didn't look like this. Like I look different. I really do. But people who you know don't know me didn't know me really yeah. well beforehand don't notice. Um, because my, thank God my eye moves with my other eye. So it's not, it didn't end up being a lazy eye, which I mean, that would have just sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of all the Adam Sandler movies with the guy with the lazy (laughs) eye and I'm like, I don't want to be like that. I think it's, I think you can fix it, but, um, like if you get surgery or something, but but at least you don't have to go through that too. (sighs) Yeah. So after it, they stitched it up and you had to wait a while and then it was healed and now you don't then you were good um no you, did you have <laughs> I to mean, like- there was other stuff yeah so i mean i went back i went to the specialists in philadelphia um and tried you know see if there, if there was anything they could do the only thing like somebody said one of the, some of the doctors said that like you know if maybe it was treated earlier they could have relieved some of the pressure behind the eye they just like basically cut a cut another hole in like right behind the eye yeah. so that to relieve the pressure. But because the ambulance didn't get there for a half an hour, I didn't go How into the hospital. That's yeah, crazy. It was really, really bad, really bad. So, um, so, you know, they said maybe there, it could have been saved. Like yeah. my eyesight could have been saved, but I kind of, I remember going blind right away. Like I, I was, you know, when I was in the water, I, I remember being like looking for my eye because yeah. I thought it was popped out of my freaking head. So, oh my gosh. I well, thank God that didn't happen and you didn't grab your floating eye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so scary. But after after so I went to the um Philadelphia, I went to Will's Eye in Philadelphia. It's like the best eye hospital in the country. Luckily, it's like pretty close. Um they said they couldn't do anything. It was an irreversible um uh uh injury sorry and um then i went you know i went to all these different specialists trying to fix my face because honestly it was taking a really long time for my (laughs) face to look better but eventually you know i kind of i was really patient i guess and um yeah it it, i you know i still have to go to the doctors a lot and have to be really careful with my with my good eye so i wear glasses now i had 2020 vision i had perfect vision and but i wear glasses every day um, to protect my mm-hmm. other eye. And now when I surf, 
I wear a helmet and I, I wear goggles and I cannot, I, I can't surf without my goggles. I am too afraid to lose my other eye. I'll be totally blind. Yeah. So I'm, I will never be seen without my goggles on. Um, and I wear a helmet and I look like a total idiot, but I shred now. So whatever. I love it. <laughs> How long did it take you to get back in the water? So the injury happened in April and I went my first surf back out, I think it was like June 18th or something. Um, oh, and I that's went so much sooner than I thought. And I went with the girl Priscilla who saved Aww. me. Yeah. We're, we've become like really, like really good friends. And, um, so, oh, sirens. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I went back surfing. Um, I was really, I got my helmet and I got my goggles. Um, they suck by the way, the goggles suck. I can't find any good surf goggles. <laughs> if there's any inventors out there that know how to make glasses that don't fog up in the water, it would be really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, the, the, I, I went surfing cause I, I've realized, you know, if I don't rip the bandaid off, if I don't just go, yeah. I, you know, I, I'm never going to do it. I'll be too afraid and, um, you know, sometimes I, if I wipe out or if my board hits me in a weird way, I have to get out of the water. I freak myself out. And, yeah. um, cause it was, you know, pretty, pretty recently still too. So it was definitely traumatizing. Yeah. So I, um, it's definitely changed me. It's changed, mm-hmm. you know, I, I ride way more. I, I ride my, I ride my foam board way more than i, <laughs> I used to You're probably having more fun though now oh man foamy fever i yeah. have it i love my foam board i'm so i have it dialed in like i could take that thing out on everything I, I love that but i don't i just don't care what i look like anymore yeah. you know i'm just surfing because i like it and yeah. i have fun and it makes me and you're happy. still ripping the waves <laughs> of totally. course girl. even with the helmet and goggles totally people are like oh i want to avoid that girl <laughs> because if she needs a helmet and there's no reef here like what the hell i was like yeah you should avoid me don't drop in on me you you know yeah <laughs> i love it okay so change of topic mm-hmm. Tell us about your hot boyfriend. I mean, last time we talked, <laughs> you were like the bachelorette. Oh, my God. <laughs> you were like jumping around. You're I like, was. what do I do? <laughs> and then all of a sudden I see a post like me with Bay. So <laughs> <laughs> I was a mess. I was I was going through a fit. I was dating lots of people. I was on online dating and stuff. But um, but OK, his name is Matthew and he is wonderful. Aww. So Matthew and I met because uh, so my my. I, when I opened the surf school, the, the surf camp and stuff, I actually partnered with some, uh, with a guy named Chris because mm-hmm. I realized the surf school, you know, it's really hard to run two businesses at yeah. once. So I, I needed help with that. And so we partnered together. We co-owned the surf school and we were doing really well. And um, this was in t- 2019 and we needed another instructor just like to help out at, uh, randomly. And he was like, oh, I have this buddy. He's like not doing anything. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to have him come. Well, Matt shows up. (laughs) (laughs) You got to see Matt. I mean, Matt's got like kind of longish hair, blue eyes, got a little beard going on and just like a hairy, he's like hairy, but like super, super ripped. I mean, he's, he's ripped. He doesn't (laughs) try to be, it's one of those annoying boys. He just like always looks good. He always looks good. So he shows up and I'm like, whoa, Chris, you didn't tell me your friend was so hot. Like, I didn't say that because Chris is my business partner, but I was like thinking it, you know? Yeah. And um, 
Matt, you know, Matt never, you know, I was Matt's boss basically, but he didn't, so he didn't, you know, ask me out, uh, until the season was over. And, um, he was like, Hey, like, I really want to take you out for your birthday, which he didn't. (laughs) 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 He waited until like two months later, but, uh, we finally went out on a date and I was like, Oh, he's super cool. Like, I really like him. But, um, but his friend, Chris warned me, he was like, Melissa, I know you're looking for something serious. Matt does not want anything serious right now. And, you know, Matt had just gotten out of a relationship and Mm. I was like, mother. Mm." (laughs) So I was like, fine. So I basically kept Matt as like my, my side piece. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, he's, he's fun to hang out with and he's super nice. Like we get along really well, but like, he's just a friend. Yeah. Um, so he kept asking me out that he was very diligent and he brought me a bunch of different dates and I was just like, he was, you know, we, we hardly kissed. Like yeah. we were, I was like not giving him anything. I was like, we're just friends. <laughs> like, I know you're not going to take you me. You work for me. <laughs> yeah. And you're not going to take me seriously. Like, I know you don't want anything serious because you're, you're one of your best friends just told me that. So like, yeah. no, I wasn't giving him, I wasn't giving him the time of day. Um, and then covid hit and he was still like so oh this you know this is like so we you know we met all summer we didn't we didn't go on dates until november and then um and then covid hit and you know march i guess and then he he kept asking me to go on covid dates like wine night on skype and crap and oh. i was like <sighs> little zoom guy this, so now after i'm delivering all this, <laughs> this crap so all day funny. you know at the shop now i gotta go home and actually put clothes on and like makeup for a zoom date for my zoom date yeah <laughs> oh, sorry not skype anymore zoom so yeah so we're going i'm going on zoom dates with him and i'm like this is so annoying i don't want to have to do this but every you know every time i met with him I would feel really good afterwards. I was like, that was a really nice date. We yeah. like really talked a lot. Yeah. We like spent a couple hours on the phone, on, on zoom and drinking our wine. And, um, you know, we started really learning a lot more and getting really like in deep conversation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this guy's like really thoughtful and smart and yeah. started taking him a little bit more seriously. Cause he was been so persistent. Yeah. You had to. And so he, um, once we were, you know, COVID restrictions lifted a little bit, we went on our first real date. So, like he cooked me dinner and we walked around Asbury Aww. and he was so sexy. And I was like, <laughs> what is happening? Why do you like me so? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sexy too, so. but, but I was like, this is so crazy. Um, and I was so upfront with him. I was like, listen, this is what I want. I, like, I'm not messing around. If you're just going to like, if you don't want you know, I want kids. I'm yeah. not going to, and I'm 30 now. Like I need to be serious about this. So I, I was like, I was straight up with him. I was like, I want kids I and I don't want to just to have fun with you. I don't like, You're I, over that. I, yeah, I, I'm, I really was. Yeah. And he was like, no, that's cool. Like I can see all that with you. Oh my God. And I was like, wait, really? <laughs> so, and then I double checked like three times <laughs> within like the next two days. I was like, were you sure about that? He's like, no, I can see it with you. And I was like, Oh my you're God. like you can take it back I was like, okay wait so i was like this is real so i can actually start to really like you now because like i just realized he was serious you yeah. know and he and um and so after that like things started progressing much faster and then by by yeah by june we were officially boyfriend girlfriend oh it's and, official and then we moved in together oh. in september 
So things moved quick. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. We just sort of like, you know, I, I was feeling like, you know, I, I was moving into a new place and I wanted him to, you know, I didn't want him. Yeah, I wanted him to be there. And I was like, I, I want him to feel like this is his place too because I think this is serious. Yeah. And, you know, might as well rip off the band-aid and see how we, if we get along. And has it been going good? It's been going great. Yes. Oh, I'm we, so happy. In for the beginning, you. we hit some, we were, because we moved so quickly. And then once we moved in together, it was like, um, you know, it was just quick. Yeah. So <laughs> we're like, oh, wait, this is what you do every day? Like, I think we just had to learn about each other and yeah. how to communicate, but we've, we've, we've gotten through it. And I think we're really happy now. Yeah. Oh, I'm so happy for you and how Thanks. far you've come. Thank is there you. anything else you want to add? Um, I'm really proud of you. I just want to say, I said this before the podcast, before we were live on the podcast. And I just want to say like, Casey is an amazing surfer and I am so proud. Like when I, I really was trying to find a, a girl around here that I could sponsor that was, you know, as a woman surf yeah. shop owner, I wanted to find a, a female surfer that you know actually shredded and like, it's hard to find <laughs> yeah, that to um find. and like you know I, I i wanted somebody who was really serious about the sport and you are definitely serious about the sport <laughs> yeah. and you are an amazing Thank surfer so i much. love watching you surf and i'm just so happy about our relationship and you know Aww. that you can you know you can come to me for anything and i hope that um you know i hope you all with all the success with 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 your podcast and Thank your you brand so traveling mermaid i think it's amazing what you're doing and yeah i'll always be a lucky dog team rider forever yeah. no matter for what life. For, lucky life. Dog for life yes well thank you so much melissa for being on my podcast and being my first ever sponsor make sure you check out lucky dog surf shop in seabright new jersey for all your surfing needs melissa where can people find you on social media so it's at lucky dog surf on everything on everything. And TikTok. Yes. Don't forget TikTok. I think and it's the same on TikTok. <laughs> and what are your hours for people to come shop? So we're open every single day, 10 to 6. Um, in the summertime, we'll be open a little earlier on the weekend, so 9 to 6. But yeah, 10 to 6 every day to play it safe. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, Melissa. Thank you. Guys, you need some new surf gear. You need some new surfboard. So thank you to Melissa for doing this interview. And here is the shop discount deal. So if you show that you are subscribed to my podcast and listen to this show, you will get $5 off a $50 total or $10 off 100. Use code MERMAID and show them that you listen to this episode and subscribe to my podcast. Head over to Lucky Dog Surf Shop until July 4th, 2021 to use this discount. So that wraps up this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Traveling Mermaid podcast and listening to my interview with Lucky Dog Surf Shop owner, Melissa, next week, I'm going to be giving you guys an update on what's going on in my life. And I got a couple more fun interviews on the way. Let me know what you guys like. If you're liking the interviews, the solo, if you like both, I'm feeling both. I loved hearing Melissa talk so I didn't have to the whole episode. And you guys get a new voice on the show. Make this week great, guys. Love ya, the Traveling Mermaid. <laughs>